Put your hands together. Give them a praise right now. Give him praise right now. He's worthy. Jesus is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We want to welcome our life kids that are coming in, but I want to say this before uh, before we sit down, I'm going to turn this service over to our speaker for today, and I want to publicly declare that this last weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, about probably 50 or 60 hours that we invested, I personally invested into this, has made a greater impact on my life personally than any event that I've ever been to or been a part of. And I know there's some other people in the house that have that same witness. And I want you to know that I believe in this man of God that we're going to bring to the pulpit right now. I believe in the passion, the ministry that God has put in his heart. And I believe that in some way or some form or another that God is going to marry Matt Maddox to Life Church, and God's going to enable him to be a part of what God's going to do in the Los Angeles area through our church. If you believe that, you've been around here and you like him, put your hands together right now. Let's welcome Brother Matt Maddox. God bless you. Come on, everybody, let's give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. Do we have any Jesus fans in the house this morning? People that are fanatics about Jesus. Can I get a witness? Turn to your neighbor and look at him and tell him, you look better than I do today. All I can say is in all caps, wow, this church, wow, I'm going to tell you right now, I am so impressed with this church, the, the quality of excellence, your pastor and his wife are absolutely first class, and I mean first class, you are so blessed. You're blessed, you're blessed, and you're blessed. Amen? And you know, there's people that do things, and there's people that do things right, and then there's people that just totally go the extra mile and blow everyone else away. The gift basket that I got in my room could not have been any more perfect, and I mean perfect. I, I took a picture of it. I was like, hey, if you're going to do a gift basket, this is this is the right way to do it, my friends. And I certainly don't expect it at all. But when I walked in and saw it, I thought, you know what? This tells me everything I need to know right here. The little things. And then, you know what? You people, you people, all of you, you have such hospitality and friendliness and kindness. I haven't met one rude person. Maybe one. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't met one rude person in this whole church Everybody's been over the top, kind, friendly, fun, and uh, I love the atmosphere here. Dude, if I lived within an hour, I would drive to this church. You hear me? Maybe even an hour and a half. Amen? And if you fed me good enough, I was two hours away, I'd still drive. 
And I believe what Pastor said. I believe God's setting something up for the future. We don't know what it is, but God's doing something. And uh, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you. It was so good to connect with everyone here. Pastor Brown, thank you. To all the staff, you're amazing. And I'm going to tell you right now, Brother Amato, I know y'all are going to miss him, but this guy right here is a true leader, awesome man of God. Caleb, come up here real quick, real quick. This is one of the sharpest young men you will ever meet in your life. I have traveled the world and back many times, and I'm telling you right now, you don't find young men of this quality. Not nowadays. This is one of the most first-class young men you will ever meet. And y'all have him? Y'all better keep him. <laughs> you know how many churches would literally, literally sell furniture, sell whatever they had to sell to get a young man like this in their church, and you have him as your youth pastor and your worship director? Somebody better take this boy out for a steak every once in a while. Come on, somebody. <laughs> God bless. I love this young man. Give him a good hand clap. You're blessed. I'm excited about what Bridge is doing. I really believe that Bridge could fill this whole building right here. I really believe it. And beyond. So we've had fun, and it's not over. So I'm going to read two scriptures here, and here we go. Everybody read it out loud with me. Now unto him who is able, I like that, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Amen to that. And the next verse says, but it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God, somebody smile, the things that God has prepared for them. Turn to the name and say, you better get ready. God has more for you. Come on, somebody, say it. God has more. Clap your hands if you believe that. Come on, somebody, clap your hands. Come on, somebody, we're about to have a little church up in here. I know you got 40 days of healing. But that healing's about to begin right now because I believe the Holy Ghost uh, is going to release a river of miracles uh, and healing uh, and deliverance in this house. I believe some people are going to leave here happy uh, and renewed. Uh, that depression, that fear, that stress, it's about to go. Uh, and God's going to give you joy. Uh, and God's going to give you peace. Uh, and God's going to raise you up. And we're going to see a lot of people receive the Holy Ghost this morning. Uh, turn to your friend, give him a high five, and tell him God has more. Shout it out again. God has 
more. You may be seated as long as I'm your favorite evangelist. And I'm glad to have all these kids in here today. You guys stand up real quick. All you little kids stand up. Stand on your chairs. Stand up on your chairs so everybody can see you. Come on, give all these little children a good hand clap. Proud of you kids. Have you guys ever met anybody that has road rage before? How many of you struggle with road rage? Raise your hand. I'm cool with road rage. I'm just not cool with those that have road rage when they're at fault. You ever met people like that? I mean, I literally have had people cut me off, and I was cool with it, thinking, no big deal to me. Life's too short to sweat the small stuff. I'm already over it. You cut me off. Big deal. If that's the worst thing that happens to me, I'm in good shape. And I had this dude, he cut me off and then flipped me off. I'm like, whoa, what's the deal here? You guys be so proud of me. I didn't flip him off back. Aren't you proud of me? And when I pastored in Florida, we had a daycare in our church. And uh, every Friday, I would go meet the parents in our daycare, connect with them. And there was this lady by the name of Tanya that you see on the screen that every time I seen her, she was in a bad mood, always slamming the door, dragging her poor kids in and out of that daycare. I thought, this is a very unhappy lady. So you know what you do about that? You start talking to them about Jesus. And so I stopped her one day, and I said, Tanya... I want to talk to you a minute. You're always rushing in and out of here. I begin to talk to her, begin to connect, and asked her to come to church with me. I said, Tanya, I honestly believe that if you would just come to church one Sunday, that you would fall in love with it. You would absolutely have the time of your life. You would feel better. You would really have better weeks and better. How many of y'all just love church? Nothing wrong with loving church. Aren't y'all happy you came to church today? Now, please don't make this a one-time event. And when I see you for six months, come back next Sunday and the following Sunday. God gave you seven days a week. Everybody's got time to go to church. And so on her first service there Sunday morning, uh, she came and sat in the back. I went back, shook her hand. I'm so glad you came to church today. She goes, well, don't expect me to see back. I'm just coming one time. She goes, I'm sure enough this roof's going to cave in. I said, no, it ain't. Trust me. I got a whole lot worse people in this place than you. You're going to be all right. Roof hadn't caved in yet. And on her first service there, God filled her with the Holy Spirit, and she began to speak in other tongues. And we took her and baptized her in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. It's more than just getting wet. When you get baptized, uh, you'll come up out of that water feeling good uh, and new uh, and free uh, and whole. And so then she called me. Well, she came to everything. She came to every Bible study, every prayer meeting. She didn't miss nothing. Every service, literally. I mean, she was so excited about church and God. 
And then after a month or so goes by, she called me up and she's crying. I said, what's going on? And she said, my fiance just moved out. Well, I was thinking, well, praise God. (laughs) Woo, good job. Now let's get married. And so, long story short, I said, well, why did he move out? And she said, I tried to not tell him. I tried to keep it from him. But I knew if he found out I was going to a Pentecostal church, he would leave me. And she said he moved out, moved all his stuff out, and said he refuses to marry a girl that goes to a Pentecostal church. I was like, what's his phone number? She was like, why? I said, because I want to call and chat with him. She goes, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to give you his number because I'm going to tell you right now. He, he's not that type of person. He gets angry. He's got a temper. He don't like Pentecost. He sure ain't going to like a preacher calling him. I was like, trust me. Just give me his phone number. Thinking a model that I could just call and connect with the dude a little bit. You know, maybe go out and get some wings. Watch a game together. Just chill, right? So I call him up. And real sternly, you know, he's like, hello. I was like, hey, bud, how you doing? My name is Matt Maddox. He goes, how can I help you? Real stern. I said, well, man, I'm uh, Tanya's pastor. Shouldn't have said that. Because the dude, as soon as I told him I was Tanya's pastor, he hangs up on me. Sat there and looked at my phone and thought, no, he didn't just hang up on me. Do anything. I'd rather get cussed out than get hung up on. Can I get a witness? I'd rather get cussed. <laughs> so I call him back. No answer. I call him back again. Left voice must say, bro, don't want you to hang up. I just want to chat with you a minute. He didn't call me back, so I called Tanya. I said, Tanya, what's his address? She said, why? I said, because I'm going to visit him. She goes, no, you're not. I'm telling you right now, you're not. And I said, girl, would you relax? Just give me his address. I need to go see him. And she reluctantly gives me the address. I drive to his house, speaking in tongues the whole way, praying, God, I don't want to get in a fight today, even though I know I would win. I still don't want to get in a fight. Right? So I'm driving to his house, go to the door, and I figure, you know what? I want to let the devil know I hear. I'm here. So I knocked real loud. Stood up real straight and strong. He comes to the door, opens it up. He thought I was a salesman. He said, I'm not buying anything. Goes to shut the door. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not a salesman. I was like, my name is Matt Maddox. You just hung up on me, bro. <laughs> Poor guy looked like he's seen a ghost. He goes, he goes, oh, no, no, I don't want no troubles. I said, no troubles. No troubles, bro. Who is that? The whole reason I called you is because I wanted to tell you that I heard that you left Tanya because she was a Pentecostal. I personally want to tell you I don't blame you. He goes, aren't you the pastor? I was like, yeah, but I don't blame you, bro. I said, I just wanted to call and tell you that, you know, just connect with you. What's going on? And he goes, well, I thought you were the pastor. I said, I am. Well, we're a crazy bunch of people, my friend. I said, listen, I'm not going to preach at you. Straight up, I want to know, what don't you like about Pentecost? And he begins to tell me about some bad experience he had, how he promised he would never go to a Pentecostal church. So I just started listening, started asking questions. Next thing you know, an hour goes by. Next thing you know, he's invited me in the house. We're sitting there. My man's drinking beer after beer, telling me his whole life story. And I'm already seeing him in a baptism robe. Proud of me. He offered me a couple beers. I didn't take any. Amen. And you know what? 
When we got done talking, I said, Tim, before I leave, I need a promise out of you. I need you to promise me that you'll come to church with me this Sunday morning. Is there anything that would stop you? He said, bro, I can't. I will not go to a Pentecostal church. I said, okay, we're not a Pentecostal church. I was like, can you come this Sunday? Hallelujah. Come on. He said, you got to be kidding me. I said, listen, I'm going to make a deal with you. If you don't come to church, I promise you on everything I own that I will be at your house every single Saturday. I might even come twice a week. I said, but I'm coming. I said, so here's your option. Come to church for one hour. I'll never bother you again. Or I'm coming to your house every week. I said, but I need a promise. Don't tell me that, or don't tell Tanya that you're coming. Just surprise her. Just come. But I need you to come this Sunday, okay? Promise me. He goes, I'm not doing it. I said, look at me. You are doing it. You're coming this Sunday. Hallelujah. Sunday morning rolls around. Praise God. We're having church. Our poor Tanya was sitting back looking so depressed. Right? You have no idea what's about to walk in the door. She's sitting there all down, hand in her face, you know. And all of a sudden, Tim comes walking in, and he slides right next to her and just smiles. Like, I mean, it should have been on the Oprah show. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I went back, hugged him. I said, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. I said, dude, just relax. I'm not going to force you to do anything. Because you know what I know? Here's what I know. A lot of you that are running from God and you're fighting this, uh, you have no idea what God really has uh, in store for you. Uh, and you have no idea that it's really not as crazy as you think it is. Uh, that what you're about to experience uh, is the greatest thing uh, that could ever happen uh, in your life. And can I get a witness that there's nothing like the Holy Ghost? Uh, there's my buddy Tim right there in church. Uh, and guess what I got to do? Uh, I got to baptize him uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, and when he came up by the water, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Can somebody say it's real? Woo. And the story goes like this. He got baptized. He got the Holy Ghost. I started teaching him Bible study. Amen. Now, today, him and Tanya are married with three kids. And he's a preacher of the gospel. Come on, you may be a crook today. You may be a cheater, a liar, a drunk. You may be homeless. Uh, you may be miserable. You may feel like a failure. But God is not done with you. Uh, God has more. Come on, God's got a better life. Uh, he wants to give you joy. He wants to turn your life around. Uh, he wants to heal your mind. Clap your hands, everybody, and give God praise. We were, having a, we were having a prayer meeting in Seattle. On a Friday night, we did this thing, what we call a prayer march. And we would go down at about midnight to where everybody was partying. And we were there on the weekend where they were having this huge music festival. There was about 100,000 people there. Party city, my friends. And we leased four Greyhound buses. And we loaded 200 people up on those buses. And we went downtown Seattle at midnight... Right in the middle of all those clubs. Imagine you're trying to party. You're clubbing. And all of a sudden, you hear about 200 people going down the street saying, 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Or every once in a while we bust out. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party don't stop. I got to have a witness right now. Ain't nothing like the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. There ain't nothing better than the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is real. The Holy Ghost is for you. And there ain't no party like a Holy Ghost. Can I hear you? Come on, stand up on your feet right now. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. Say what? Ah, oh, come on. You're in California. We're not in the sticks. Put your hands together and go with me. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Say what? Party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. We was having a prayer meeting. And we went right underneath this club. It was, they were all clubbing outside. It was like a club that kind of hovered over the sidewalk. And I said, let's go right under that club and let's have church. 200 of us, man, we were out there shouting. I was preaching on top of a trash can. Come on, so I'll preach anywhere. I don't care. Hallelujah. Man, we was worshiping Jesus. We was singing, there's power. Imagine you're trying to drink and dance and club, and you got people singing, there's power in the blood. It got to messing with some people. Well, Sister Haney showed up from Stockton, California. She flew to Seattle. I was at the block party. I looked down on the stage. I said, oh my God, what are you doing here? She said, the Lord woke me up at 4 o'clock in the morning, told me I need to get to Seattle. There was going to be a revival break loose tonight. Hey, hallelujah. So we got, we got downtown, and we was praying, and underneath that club, they started pouring buckets of ice-cold water on us. Ah, oh, you poor little people. My God, the apostles, they were beat. They were thrown in prison. Righty, we're in heaven, right? You got these apostles, they're telling their story. My God, I was beat. I was thrown in prison. Wuss. Can't hack a little bit of water. I had some of those professional saints saying, I told you we shouldn't come here. We're getting water thrown on us. And I went to Sister Haney because she got doused. I felt so bad. I said, oh, my God. I went up and I said, Mom Haney, I'm so sorry. I can't believe they threw water on you. She goes, this ain't water. She said, this is the Holy Ghost. She said, God's about to break something loose. And in the next 15 minutes, God filled 15 people with the Holy Ghost coming out of those clubs. Come on, somebody. God has more. These are people that received the Holy. There it is. They came out of the bars. And when they came down, come on, somebody. They found something better than a dance, something better than a drink, something better than a high, and God filled them with the Holy Ghost. I got to have somebody in here that believes that this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. Saith God, I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. Clap your hands, everybody, and give them praise. All right, that was a couple that was on their anniversary from Idaho. 
they were eating in a fancy restaurant across from where we were having our prayer meeting. By now it's like 1.15 in the morning. People are getting the Holy Ghost everywhere. They come walking right up to me and said, if you don't mind me telling, what is going on? I was like, oh, we're just having a little bit of church out here, praying for people. I said, we were in there eating. And he said, all we could do is hear you guys singing. And here they were on their anniversary. Come on, you know what I believe? When they was packing their bags in Idaho, coming to Seattle, God saw. Because you know what they asked me? They said, would you mind praying over us before we leave? Mistake. Don't ask me to pray. Don't ask me to pray because you're going to get the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness? Uh, they raised their hands. Uh, we prayed a blessing, okay? Uh, the blessing came on them. Uh, and they both uh, received the Holy Ghost uh, in the streets. Come on, Eric. You don't want none of this. It was good. And what was funny is right at about 2 in the morning, everybody, we were about to leave. And this radical dude comes up to me and goes, right around the block is the number one party spot. Really? A block from here? Let's go. I went to one of the coordinators and said, brother, we really don't want to go there. I was like, yeah, we do. We just had 15 people get the Holy Ghost. There ain't a devil in sight, my friend. There ain't one devil anywhere near here. We've been singing about the blood. Come on, we've been praying. No devil in hell can hold back revival. When we get unified and realize, you know what? I'm tired of passive Christianity. I'm tired of lazy Christianity. I'm tired of dead, dry, professional Christianity. You know what we need as Christians? We need to come alive and be what it's about and not be ashamed of what we have. Mike can tell you, we watched with our own eyes, Sister Brown, four of these big old dudes party. We went to the spot. We were worshiping. These four big old dudes came over, and they tried lighting these marijuana pipes. And they did it right in front of Sister Haney. And I watched her start dancing in the spirit. Ready for this? And I quote, if you want to smoke marijuana, don't do it in front of Sister Haney when she's dancing in the spirit. I watched them all try four different lighters, and they wouldn't light. Some of our saints were so disappointed. They were like, oh, I thought God was going to bless us. Amen. Some of y'all are still looking at me like, oh, my God. I'm teasing. <laughs> And about that time, I meet this young man right here by the name of Nicholas. He was literally walking through our prayer meeting. Mistake. And when he walked through, I saw him. Poor guy looked lost. 
I went up to him. I said, hey, what do you think about all this? He goes, man, this stuff is crazy. So we got to talking. He told me he was an atheist. And he said, you know, I said, well, what are you doing? He said, well, tonight is the anniversary of the night that I walked in. The guy starts weeping. He said, I'm my dad committing suicide. And he said, a year later, the same exact night, my best friend committed suicide. Guy's weeping. I said, you know something, Nicholas? We didn't meet by accident. I said, I'm going to pray for you. I know you don't believe in God. I respect that, but I'm going to pray for you. Come on, somebody. I believe there's power in prayer. We join hands. We begin to pray. You know what happened? I got him to lift his hands. He began to say Jesus, uh, and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. You know what happened? Uh, he literally pulled a letter out of his pocket, and he said, I was on my way to commit suicide right now. He said, I was on my way to jump off this bridge, uh, but I had to walk through your prayer meeting. Hey, devil, you're always going to have to walk through our prayer to do what you've got to do. Hey, church, uh, let's go it up. Let's burn that prayer fire because prayer is what's going to bring revival and God's bless. Hey, come on somebody. About that time, this young couple, same thing. We're sitting there watching our prayer meeting, went over and started talking to them. God filled them with the Holy Ghost. The next morning, uh, they were baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, come on, somebody, all three, uh, going to the house of God. Uh, hey, let me remind you, people need uh, and they want uh, what we have. Uh, we don't need to be, we don't need to be ashamed. Everybody read what John the Baptist said. I indeed baptize you with water, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. Watch this. Everybody read it out loud. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Turn your neighbor and smile and say, you're about to receive the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, if you then be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more... Shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that what? Ask. So I'm going to close. I'm done. Aren't you sad? When I was pastoring in Tampa, I got a phone call from a couple that was moving from Miami. And they were both doctors. They were opening a practice. And they said they were looking for a church. And they heard about us, and it seemed like their type of church. So I go to lunch with them. We'd start talking and connecting. Make a long story short, they fell in love with our church. They didn't even visit it. They were like, this is it. This is our dream. This is what we want. So I was like, awesome, guys. Gave them the information where the church is. We're in the parking lot about to leave. And Dr. Danielle says, um, real quick, Pastor Matt, what kind of church are you guys? I was like, oh, we're Christian. You know, it's, it's not that I don't want to admit I'm Pentecostal. It's just that some of you keep messing it up for me. I at least got to get them here. Amen. So she was like, yeah, but like. Uh, what denomination are you? I was like, well, it's, it's, we're really not a, it's, we believe the Bible, we believe Jesus, we worship. And I quickly tried to change the subject. She was so persistent. She said, yeah, but, you know, and 
she said, what, what, what kind? I was like, have you ever seen Sister Act? I said, we're kind of like that. She goes, oh, are you Pentecostal? And I just smiled and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she literally looks at her husband right in front of me and says, we're not going to that church. And he's so smooth. He's like, oh, no, no, no. He goes, it's okay. I'm sure Pastor Matt's not like that. I was like, no, I'm not. Whatever it is, I'm not like that, you know. So she says, no, we, we had a bad experience in college. We're not coming. I said, okay, I respect that. Here's what we'll do. We'll get together Tuesday for a 30-minute Bible study. Or we'll expect a few guys. We did it at 6 or 7 o'clock this Tuesday. We'll just hang. I said, in fact, I'll help you find a church. And I straight up was sincere about it. I literally would research churches online that I thought they would like. And I would text them addresses. Check this out on Sunday. I sent them to like 13 churches. Thinking that they would be touched and actually want to come to my church. Until I got a call and said, oh my God, we're so thankful you sent us to this perfect church. We're joining. We're going to membership class. We love it. And I had to act all excited about it for them. Hey, I'm a real person. I want everyone to come to my church. Amen. Do whatever it takes. I offer to mow people's grass for the whole summer. Come to church with me once. I'll mow your grass all summer. Amen? I don't care. So long story short, they join another church. We keep having Bible studies. Months go by. And one Sunday, they showed up. I went back, hugged them to see you. She goes, yeah, he made me come. And he looks at me, such a gentleman. He goes, yeah, pastor. He goes, you know, you've been so nice to us. You know, so gracious to teach us a Bible study every week. We thought, I told my wife, we need to go and hear Pastor Matt preach once. And in my brain, I'm thinking, once. Once. And on the first service there, he receives the Holy Spirit standing in the back in front of his wife. Well, it made her so mad that he received the Holy Ghost that she walked out and went to the car. He comes front real quick and goes, Pastor, where's the baptism robes? I said, right over there. What's up? You going to get baptized? He goes, yeah, but I need you to hurry up and do it before my wife comes back in here. I've done a lot of crazy things in my day, but I don't know of a time I snuck a baptism before. So I said, dude, I can't do that. I was like, what if she walks in here? She'll kill you, bro. I was like, best for me to go talk to her, and that way she can see it and be a part of it. So he goes, no, I'm telling you right now, we need to do it right now. She ain't going to let me do it. I said, bro. I know my gut feeling. I need to go talk to her first. So just be patient. So I go out to the car, knock on the window. I said, Dr. Danielle, how are you? She said, not good. She goes, Chris is in there speaking in tongues. I was like, I know, and I got even bad news for you. I said, he also wants to be baptized. She goes, oh, no. Gets out of the car real quick before I could even catch her. 
I'm thinking, man, this stuff is stressful. I just want people to go to heaven. Why y'all got to stress me out about it? You know what I'm saying? So she, go, she goes in after him. Listen, when we both walk in, he's standing in line in a baptism robe. That's how bad the day wanted it. She walks up, and there's like a fight breaking loose right in my little baptism line. She's like, you're not doing this. We're going to get baptized together at our church. He goes, no, I really want Pastor Matt to baptize me. And I'm sitting there like they're going back and forth. I said, bro, listen, really best you guys get baptized at your church together. He goes, you got to be kidding. I was like, no, bro, really, it's best for your marriage. You guys need to do this together. So they leave. But the problem was, is now he's a tongue talker. You guys ever met them type of people? <laughs> and they would call me and they would have these huge fights because they would be having devotions and he would just start speaking in tongues and she would ask him, don't do that in front of me. They would have fights, my friends. Look at me. They would have fights and in the middle of their fights, he would just stop and start speaking in tongues looking at her. Don't do that. I go, bro, you can't do that. You can't be having a fight with your wife and then just bust loose and start speaking in tongues. Go to the garage and do that, my friend. <laughs> so let's all stand. So it's getting bad. We're sitting in Cracker Barrel one morning. We're having breakfast together. She starts weeping. She goes, Pastor, she said, I just need God to give me a sign. I go, what? Are you kidding? That's all you need is a sign? And you'll let me pray for you and let God give you the Holy Ghost? She said, yes, but I just need a sign that it's real. I said, okay, give me your hands. And I grabbed hands, started praying with her. I said, Lord, I want you to give her a sign this week. Well, they were going to Orlando for a little three-day vacation, little retreat, little getaway. They've been real busy building their practice. And they were really honestly stressed out about this church stuff because they'd fight every morning because he'd want to come to my church. She wanted to go to their church. Still fighting over who's going to baptize who. Amen. I said, guys, you need to get away. And I told them before they left, they were leaving that morning. I said, guys, I want you to go rest, relax, be. Don't overthink about stuff. Don't talk about church. That night at, at 1230 at night, my phone rings, and it's Dr. Chris. I was like, man, let's answer the phone. I was like, hey, bro, you okay? He goes, pastor. I was like, what's going on, man? He goes, I'm in the bathroom. I was like, well, call me when you're done. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I need help. I was like, what's wrong? He goes, Dr. Danielle sleeping on the floor. I was like, why? He goes, I tried. I really tried. We were doing devotion before bed, and I just got so excited. I started speaking in tongues. She got so mad, she went and laid on the floor and refused to sleep in the bed. He goes, I don't know what to do. I was like, bro, stop speaking in tongues. <laughs> I said, control yourself, young man. You go apologize to your wife. 
Tell her you're sorry. You sleep on the floor. Let her sleep in the bed. He goes, you got to be, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Musicians. And the next morning at 930, my phone rings. It's Dr. Chris again. Pastor, where are you? I said, I'm in my office. What's going on, bro? How's your day? He said, awesome. Praise God. We're 10 minutes away. I said, what? You're supposed to be on vacation. He said, oh, no. Last night at 4.30 in the morning, uh, he said, Dr. Danielle was wide awake because four guys checked into a hotel room right next to her, and they were having a prayer meeting, and all night, all they were doing was praying in the spirit, and she told me uh, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, she laid there from 4.30 in the morning uh, and listened to those guys speaking in tongues, uh, and she felt like it was a sign. And about 9.45 in the morning, I baptized both of them. And when she came up out of the water, come on, baby, it's real. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. And she began to speak with other tongues. Come on, somebody clap your hands right now. Somebody shout, God has more. Here's what I want. I want everybody in the building to lift your hands and close your eyes. Everybody. Lift your hands and close your eyes. I want you to say, Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. Everything I've ever said, everything I've ever done, forgive me of my lifestyle, my attitude, my rebellion, my selfishness, I'm sorry for everything. Forgive me, Jesus. Come on, say it again. You'll feel so released and free. Say, forgive me, Lord. Come on, somebody. I want you to look at me. Do you know God just forgave you? Do you know that? Do you know that God's not going to hold your past over your head? Do you know that God is merciful? Do you know you don't have to spend the rest of your life feeling miserable or empty or lonely or guilty? I say we ought to clap our hands uh, and thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Come on, thank God for his grace. Here's what I want us to do. I want you to turn to the person you're standing next to right now. Look them in the eye and ask them, have you ever received the Holy Spirit before? Don't just smile and look at each other, my friend. Really ask them, have you ever received the Holy Spirit before? Now I want you to turn and look at them and ask them, have you ever spoken in tongues yet? Come on, ask them. Have you ever spoken in tongues yet? Now I want you to look at them and ask them. Same person. If God wanted to fill you with the Holy Spirit this morning, would you want it? I saw some of y'all just say, hey, can we go? <laughs> Don't leave. Don't leave. You're going to regret it. Now, everybody listen closely. If you're standing next to somebody that's never received the Holy Spirit, they've never spoken in tongues yet, but they told you they want it, all I want you to do is take them by the hand right now. Just take them by the hand. 
That's it. Take them by the hands. And I want you to walk to the front together. Come on, walk to the front together because God is about to pour out his spirit right now. Come on down, boys. All of you are going to receive the Holy Spirit this morning. Come on down. Come on down. That's it. Come on down. Keep them coming. Don't start praying yet. Don't start praying yet. I need everybody's attention. I need everybody's attention. Keep coming forward. Don't start praying yet. Keep, they're still coming. There's probably a good 25, 30 people that need the Holy Ghost in this house. Amen. Yeah, she's like, amen. Hurry. <laughs> amen. Glad you're here. Now, how about look at me? <coughs> take a deep breath, okay? Relax. Hear me? We're not going to take you into a side room and just have you start repeating words real fast. Amen? It's a whole lot more beautiful and real than that. Amen? Receiving the Holy Ghost is the easiest thing you'll ever, ever do. You know why? God said if you ask, I'll give it. It's honestly that simple. I want you to just say with me. The Holy Ghost is a gift and it's a promise. Say it again. The Holy Ghost is a gift and it's a promise for me. Now, does anybody here speak two languages fluently? Huh? Sis, come here real quick. I'm assuming you speak English and Spanish. So say to this audience real quick in English, I'm so happy to be here today. I'm so happy to be here today. Sound like English, my friends? Yep. Now watch this. Say the same thing in Spanish. Soy muy contenta de estar aquí en este día. Sound like Spanish? Now I don't know what she said. She might have just said that's the worst preaching I've ever heard in my life. I don't know. <laughs> you that know Spanish know whether she just cursed me. I don't know. <laughs> now, because I know you're a smart lady. I want you to say I'm so happy to be here today in Spanish and in English at the same time. So that's what confuses a lot of people. For example, real quick, stay with me. I was at a church where someone was praying for the Holy Ghost for 40 years. Pastor walks up to me and said, this man's been praying for the Holy Ghost for 40 years. I don't believe he's going to get it, but just go try. So I went up to him, and the guy was going like this, literally. Hallelujah, G, hallelujah, G, hallelujah, G, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And I thought, no wonder he's not receiving the Holy Ghost. You cannot speak two languages at the same time. Meaning you can't speak in English and speak in tongues at the same time. That's why in a minute we're going to worship and I'm going to speak the word of faith. And the moment I speak the word of faith, God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost and you're going to begin to speak with other tongues. Come on, somebody. And the moment that happens, you stop speaking in English. Amen? Now watch. Hang tight. So I went to the guy and I said, look, man, I want to talk to you. Have a seat for a minute. 
There's four reasons why people don't receive the Holy Ghost. And I went through the four reasons, which I don't have time this morning. But I can tell you the fourth reason why most people don't receive the Holy Ghost is a lack of understanding. They just don't understand. For example, this guy, I looked at him, I said, I have a feeling that you are a very reserved person, correct? He's like, yes, his eyes got real big. And I said, are you afraid that if you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to spaz out like you see everybody else does? He goes, oh, my God, it's the biggest fear of my life. I said, well, bro, let me encourage you. Some do spaz out because <laughs> they get the Holy Ghost, and it's so powerful. Right? But look at me. I pray with thousands, thousands of people receive the Holy Ghost, and everybody's reacted differently. I know people are just very quiet. They're reserved. God fills them, and they just start speaking in tongues. They don't roll on the floor. They don't run. Amen. They don't dance. They just speak in tongues beautifully. Just like, and look at me. And those that do roll and run and dance, nothing wrong with you either. I said, so here's what you're going to do, bro. You're going to relax, man. No worry about the dancing and, and, and whatever. I want you, in fact, you're not even going to lift your hands. I just want you to sit here. When I lay my hand on your head, you're going to begin to speak in tongues. The second I lay my hand on your head, no more hallelujah, Jesus. That hallelujah, Jesus, is coming from the heart. God knows. Believe me, bro, you've said enough hallelujahs in 40 years. Amen? Not one more extra hallelujah that's going to do it. Right? God is my witness sitting on the front row. He simply said, okay, God, I'm ready to receive the Holy Ghost right now. Fill me with your spirit. And the second he said that, I laid my hands on his head, Art. And when I did, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and he began to speak in other tongues fluently. So watch this. I want everyone just to say it with just like you mean it. Just say, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it again. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. In fact, if you need the Holy Ghost, I want you to raise your hand up. Raise it up. I want someone from Life Church to go stand right in front of these people and just introduce yourself. Just shake their hand. Introduce yourself. Just tell them. Shake their hand. Go ahead. Stand right in front of them. Go ahead. Introduce yourself and look them in the eye and tell them, when I lay my hand on your head, you're going to begin to speak in tongues. Come on. Look them in the eye and tell them, when I lay my hand on your head, you're going to begin to speak in tongues. It's going to happen. How many of y'all believe that? Yeah. Amen. How many of y'all believe that's about to happen right now? I want everyone to look at me real quick. Everyone look at me. If you're praying with somebody and receive the Holy Ghost. Give me a big fist pump or a, 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 a thumb up, okay? Are you all ready? How many of you in this house believe that God is going to fill every single one of these people with the Holy Spirit right now? Come on, how many of you all believe that's about to happen? Get ready. I want everyone to lift their hands up high. Here it comes. I want you to just begin to shout hallelujah. Yeah. Come on, just close your eyes. Begin to shout hallelujah. I'm about to speak the word of faith right now. And when I do, God is going to pour out his spirit. Here it comes. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus and according to the promise of the book of Acts, receive ye the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. There it is. There it is. You got a right to speak in tongues. Go ahead. You got a right to speak in tongues. Let it go. Come on, let it go. That's the Holy Ghost right there. Come on, that's the Holy Ghost moving right now. Hallelujah. Go 
So break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There's an army, there's an army rising Everybody help me stop. Everybody help me stop praying for one minute. Everybody help me stop praying for one minute. I'm not quenching the spirit. I need everyone to listen real quick. God has been moving down here today. You hear me? God has been pouring out his spirit and filling people with the Holy Ghost. What do you say? We clap our hands and give God praise. Everybody listen. Very important what I'm about to say. Very important. Because let me tell you, I've been, I've been doing this literally around the world for 10 years. And I've seen 
People from all walks of life receive the Holy Ghost. Listen very closely. I'm going to explain something to you that I know is going to help set some of you free right here when it comes to the Holy Ghost. Amen? In fact, let me ask you a question. Everybody listen very closely. How many of you received it this morning? Raise your hand. Raise it real high. Real high. Don't stop. Don't stop. Come on, raise them real high. I want to make sure I don't miss anybody. Now listen. Listen. I will not embarrass one of you, but I do want you to come up here with me because I want to show you something. Come up here with me. Everybody that received the Holy Spirit, come right up here with me. I won't embarrass one of you, but come up here with me right up here. I won't make you say anything. Hear me? Come up here with me real quick because I want to create some room because God's not done. Come here, sweetheart. My little buddy Josiah got the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. I believe there's some more kids that need the Holy Ghost. Come on. I believe there's some more children that receive the Holy Ghost. There's some more out there that receive the Holy Ghost. I want you to come up here real quick. If you prayed with somebody and they receive it, bring it up here. Or bring them up here. If you're praying with somebody and they receive the Holy Spirit, bring them up here. How many of y'all received it and don't want to come up? Anybody out there that received it and don't want to come up? It's okay. Amen. Help me out, Caleb. Tell me who the, how many we got up here. And one more out here. You. All right. What's your name, buddy? What is it? Stephen. Give Stephen a good hand clap, man. Glad you're here, son. How many, Caleb? Twelve? Let's praise the Lord for filling 12 people with the Holy Ghost. But I have good news. Come on, I have good news. I want every child to listen to what I'm about to say. Listen, God's not done. I've literally, when I was starting to tell you, I've seen this for 10 years, there's always two or three waves of the Holy Ghost, literally. Now listen, everybody smile and relax. If you did not yet receive the Holy Ghost, there's nothing wrong with you. Hear me? Relax. Nothing wrong with you. But I'm going to tell you right now. Look at these people. Do you think God loves these people more than he loves you? No. Amen? If God will fill these people with the Holy Ghost, he'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. But I really need you to listen. I need your kids to listen. My son was six when he received the Holy Ghost. It was at one of my soul winners boot camps. It was actually at Todd Nichols' boot camp. And it was at a block party. I watched my son speak in tongues for like 15 minutes. And some well-meaning people in his life, and we do this sometimes, sternly said to him, now are you sure you really got the Holy Ghost? Because you don't want to mock God. And it's scared because my boy is so sincere and pure. That has scared the living daylights out of him. Now, I didn't know this. Hear me? We would pray together at home. We would pace the floors. I would watch him pray in tongues and pray in the spirit. Because I teach people that you should actually pray in tongues every day. Me, I literally pray in tongues every day. You sweet people that received it, this is not a one-time experience. Now, you can speak in tongues anytime. your heavenly language you can i can you can speak in tongues anytime you want i 
was jogging the other day and was speaking in tongues while I was jogging. And my poor neighbors come jogging behind me. Amen? Poor guys, they come jogging behind me. I'm just tongues having fun thinking I'm the only one on the jogging trail. And they come jogging like. <laughs> to this day, like when I go get my mail, I'm like kind of like. <laughs> Sorry. But I told my son. Because he revealed to me this year, just this year, he's 11. He got to this this fearful place because he travels with me all the time. And one time we were getting ready to go book a trip, and he said, Dad, I don't want to go. And I said, why? He goes, because I'm afraid if the plane crashes, I'll go to hell. I was like, what? I was like, first of all, the plane ain't crashing. I was like, second of all, what do you mean you're going to hell? And he starts sobbing. I said, excuse me, son, what do you mean by that? You don't have the Holy Ghost. Talk to me. He said, well, I just, I don't have it, Daddy. He said, it's just me that speaks it. And he was like, you know, sometimes when I'm speaking it, I don't feel God. I don't even cry when I'm speaking it. And he told me about some people in his life that had, and that what they did was put doubt in his mind. And so I sat down with him. I said, well, bud, listen, I want, I, want to, I want to have a heart-to-heart talk with you about the Holy Ghost. I want, to, I want to help you through this. And it broke my heart. And God let this happen because there's a lot of people out there that are confused about the Holy Ghost. A lot of people, a lot of good, sincere people. And I said, buddy, listen, let me help you with this. When you speak in tongues, it is you. And so I'm going to tell you something about this. And I gave him, there's seven biblical reasons we speak in tongues. And I walked him through all seven. And I said, listen to me. Sometimes when you speak in tongues, you're not going to feel God. You're not going to feel this surge of power. And you're not going to shake. And you're not going to weep. Sometimes you're not going to feel anything. But you're doing things to your faith and to your spirit that's for later. That you don't even know why, but when you're praying in the spirit, it's for later. I said, for example, at any given point today, at any given point, I can speak in tongues. If I tell myself I want to speak in tongues right now and I just feel like doing it, I can. And it's my right. I have the Holy Ghost. I can speak in tongues anytime I want. Well, my Lord, I saw the most peaceful come over my son. I mean, it was peace. That night we were praying, man, he was speaking in tongues like a maniac. I'll see him outside hitting on his tee, doing his baseball drills. He's hitting on that tee, speaking in tongues. I mean, he literally, I pick him up from school, I'll be on the phone, he'll be over there just in the seat, just speaking in tongues. Because now he's got a peace realizing that, hey, you're not always going to, and that's what confuses a lot of people. So I want you to look at me. I really honestly believe there's people in here that struggle with that. Because you're like, what if it's just me? And you get locked up on that energy and that thought of worrying. Oh, I don't want to. And believe it or not, there's people that are overly sincere. You're too sincere about it. When really in reality, it's a gift from God. God said, you want it, I'll give it to you. You ask, you receive, just like that. Amen. You don't got, God's not like that. God's not going to be mad at you, and you don't have to give all that energy getting locked up, fearing that it's just me. 
No, God gives you the Holy Spirit. You are the one that begins to speak in tongues. By faith, you speak what puts in your mind. So here's what I want us to do. I want everybody in this whole building, if you're a child, if you're an adult, if you've been praying for 10 years, two months, or a day, I want everyone that needs the Holy Ghost to come line up right here. If you're praying with someone they need the Holy Spirit, bring them right up here. Come on. Come up here quickly. There's nothing wrong with you because you know what? There's something right with you. Hear me? You're going to receive the Holy Spirit like that. Amen? Bring them up here. Come on. Come on up. Come on up here. Keep them coming. Any children that need the Holy Ghost, any sweet little kids want the Holy Ghost, get on up here. Come on. Anybody else need the Holy Spirit, bring them right up here. Now look at me, my friends. Take a deep breath and relax, okay? Now look, this is very important for you to listen to what I'm about to say. You can't speak two languages at the same time. Hear me? You ask, you receive. So the second you ask, you stop speaking in English. All your praise comes from your soul. When I speak the word of faith, we lay our hands on your head. God's going to fill you. You're going to begin to speak in tongues. When people speak in tongues, it's different for everybody. Now watch this real quick. This is very important too. If I say the word the and, I just spoke in English. Amen? Everybody speaks in tongues differently. Are you all still with me? Amen? So I want you to speak with confidence. What God puts in your mind, you do it. Let it go. Just do it. Let it go. And don't let the devil come right here and say, oh, that's just you. That's just you. No, it is you. Shock the devil. Say, you're right. Devil, it is me. God just gave me the Holy Ghost. I'm going to speak in tongues for the rest of my life. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I want everyone to lift your hands. In fact, I need some altar workers to help me because there's probably another 20 people up here that need the Holy Ghost. Every altar worker, come up here. Help me, guys. Help me stand right in front of these people. Everybody that needs the Holy Ghost, lift your hands up high. Come on, lift them up high with confidence. Lift your hands up high. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to say this out loud with me. The Holy Ghost. Come on, say it. Say it with faith. Say it with confidence. The Holy Ghost is a gift, and it's a promise for me. Come on, lift your hands up high. Close your eyes. I want you to say this out loud. Jesus, I receive the Holy Ghost right now. Devil, you're a liar. Come on, say it again. Devil, you're a liar. I receive the Holy Ghost right now. Here it comes by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus. Receive ye the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Come on, there it is right there. Let it go. That's the Holy Ghost right there. Come on, that's the Holy Ghost, my friend. Let it go. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Come on, let it go. That's the Holy Spirit right there. Come on, in the name of Jesus, receive you the Holy Ghost. There it is. There's one lady speaking in tongues right there. Come on, let that go. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. This is amazing grace Failing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You would lay down your life 
casa people with the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's 24 people that God filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. Listen, if you're praying with somebody, if you're praying with somebody and they receive the Holy Ghost, take them right over here to be baptized. Come on, take them right over here to be baptized. Bring them right over here to be baptized. Where's it at, Pastor? Right through here? Right back here, right behind the curtain. I want you to start making your way to be baptized. She just got it. There's another one got the Holy Ghost. That's 13. Come on, everybody. That's 25. Come on, that's 25 people that God is filled with the Holy Ghost. 
I want you to turn to your neighbor right now. She get it? There's another one, number 26. Come on. God's not done yet. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to the person you're standing next to right now and ask them what would stop them from being baptized this morning. Ask them what would stop you from being baptized right now. Ask them right now what would stop you from being baptized. Take them back to be baptized. You know why you want to be baptized? It doesn't mean you're joining the church. Hear me? It doesn't mean you're joining the church to be baptized. What it means is when you're baptized, the Bible says it's for the remission of all of your sins. Amen? Come on, somebody. It's more than just getting wet. When you're baptized, every sin you've ever committed uh, will be washed away in the blood of Jesus Christ. We got more going back to be baptized. If at all possible, I want to see those baptisms. Come on. God's still moving. Oh, good. It'll be up on the screen. Thank you, Jesus. I should have known. You guys always have it together. Hallelujah. One more time, can we lift our hands and give God glory? They're going to worship one more time. I want us just to really work. God has done so many things this weekend. Come on. God has done so many things this weekend. I want us to really clap our hands and give him glory. There's the, that young lady received the Holy Ghost. She's going back to be baptized. We ain't playing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.